This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we introduced you to our podcast, An Invitation to Meet, and you seemed to like it. So we did it again last week, and you liked that one too. So we're just going to keep doing it. These are cut-down versions of the full show, which you can find on your podcast provider under An Invitation to Meet. Head over there, and you can hear from people like YouTuber Casper Lee on how to create a social media brand. The co-founder of the Olio sharing app, Sasha Celestial One, tells us how to change the world. And Hugo CEO James McMaster talks about growing a company at speed. This one is with Des Gunawardner, CEO of D&D Restaurants, the company that evolved out of his partnership with Sir Terence Conran and has more than 40 restaurants around the world. Lots of them, the ones those celebs hang out in. There are some very good stories in here. I hope you enjoy it. So maybe you've already got a job. Maybe it's a good one. But you have a burning desire to do something else. And no one believes you can. You guys weren't even restaurateurs. You just, you know, designer and a finance guy. What do you, what do you guys do? You go, what do you know about restaurants? So many people who said, you guys are nuts opening such a huge restaurant, just coming out of a terrible recession. This is an invitation to meet Des Gunawardner, CEO of D&D Restaurants, which has more than 40 establishments in London, Paris and New York. But it didn't start like that. And the owner of Langer's at the time said, you, you are totally, totally stupid because you are opening, I've got a 200 cover restaurant, I can't fill. You're opening a, a restaurant which on the first day had 468 covers. I remember it so clearly. What's gonna happen is you're gonna open, you're gonna take half my customers and you're gonna be a quarter full, I'm gonna be half full, I'm gonna go bust, and you definitely are gonna go bust too. And he was completely wrong. This is a show about how to prove your doubters wrong with style. <laughs> Actually, he did. I think Langer's probably did better after we opened, but we had we were doing 700, 800 covers a day. So that was terribly exciting. I'm David Marsland, and Dez has invited us to meet him at his most recent London opening, Haugen, in Stratford. We opened this in um, the tail end of September last year, so uh, quite a, a challenging time to open. Uh, it's actually been reasonably busy, but we've, we're sitting upstairs here in, in the restaurant. Uh, but because because of the staff shortage situation that we, we ran into, um, what we did was we decided to do a, 
phased openings. We open the downstairs, which is the brasserie, and we open the rooftop bar during the summer. And this is going to actually open in March this year. And it's very nice, Des. Tell me a little bit about you know the design of it, this location, got the fountains outside. Why here? Well, we're in this location. And the reason we, we, we're doing this um, was that we were approached by Lendlease, who own a lot of real estate around here. And they had actually designed this extraordinary building and they know that we have gone into extraordinary buildings and so they approached us and said how would you like to open a restaurant in this extraordinary building and we looked at it and it looked like um, it looked like either it could be the Japanese restaurant because it looks like a Japanese pavilion uh, but we also thought it looked very much like an alpine like a ski chalet so we decided to open a an alpine restaurant, yeah. I can hear the phone going off there, Dad. Do you think that's some bookings coming in? I mean, you said you were, you know, initially there might have been some struggles, too, but are, are things picking up? Actually, the initial struggles here were not so much getting getting bookings, getting customers. We were fairly busy. The initial struggle was getting staff. What happened was that the, the bounce back when we reopened our lockdown last year was quite strong. But in London, it wasn't quite so strong return to restaurants as it was outside the UK. But in September, when we launched Halgen, finally people start to come back into the, the heart of the city and, and our restaurants like Quaglino's and 100 Wardle Street which is the West End and the city restaurants all started to get very busy which meant a lot of pressure on staff. Now we've got the reverse situation which is that we've had this you know working from home and Omicron. We've now gone from having a staff shortage issue to having a customer shortage issue. Central London has had a really really tough Omicron. We have uh, restaurants in Leeds and Manchester as well as restaurants overseas. Leeds and Manchester have not seen a downturn, whereas since the middle of December, when Omicron first, when the number of cases started going up and we had the direction from the government that people should um, work from home, uh, central London lost 50-60% of its business. Again, nothing like that outside London or in the suburbs. Given that situation that you were just talking about then, would you recommend opening a brand new restaurant now? If you've never opened a restaurant, I don't think it's a great time to open a new restaurant because COVID has has had a massive impact and the volatility that COVID has created has made it quite difficult to, to manage a restaurant business. I mean, people like us, we've been I've been around the restaurant business for decades. So we've got the experience to be able to, to, to get through it. If you are a small restaurant company, you probably don't want to really you know, take on that risk. I think in the long term, it's a great business because long term, people are going to eat out more. And if anything, the impact of COVID, where people have been working from home and sitting in front of screens has made them even realize even more how important to their lives, um, meeting their friends and going out to eat is. Yeah. Obviously, you've been in the restaurant trade for a little bit of time. Des. What's the most exciting bit? Was it the first booking? Was it the first opening? What really do you think is it's doing what that i if i could experience that again i'd love to well that's quite a um quite a big question for someone who's been around for so long <laughs> um i guess i get i mean i can some things that i've found have been huge highlights i mean very early on when we opened Quaglino's was an amazing i mean we were so so taken aback at how successful it was and uh i think um opening in new york first when we opened in new york 
because that's where you, you know, restaurateurs, I think a lot of people feel that if that you're never really successful globally unless you've done something in New York. And, and we were super successful when we, when we first opened there, then it became a bit more difficult to manage because New York's a tough city. And then I think when we, when the third thing, I, third most exciting thing in my business life has been D&D really with David Lowy, my business partner, buying uh, the restaurant business and particularly when you look at an international aspect i can imagine there might have been at least one company that was interested <laughs> in your name the dungeons and dragons when we changed our name and actually the reason we changed our name was terence said look i'm not involved anymore you don't want to use my name so we you know we had lots and lots of chatted in the office well what should we call ourselves and then we opted for this and um, I think initially, it took quite a few years when you Google D and D to get get ourselves up there, being as 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 popular as Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and people did make some not very complimentary comments about, "Oh, you D and D sounds like a sounds like you're a bunch of plumbers." And actually, they thought that was an insult. But I actually think plumbing is really important. You know, in a restaurant business, when yeah. you go when you go into a restaurant, the first thing I actually look look at is well where does the you know how do the services work how does the where does the food come in where does the rubbish go out how is the ebony going to work so i didn't think i didn't take it as much of an insult as they thought I, that i should do uh but no d no d, d did not and other people thought we sound like a hairdressers uh but you know what after what happens with with names is that you have a name and whatever you think about it you start doing stuff and your name starts to get the personality of what you actually do. So now actually people say to me, yeah, it's a great name, it's great. Um, not all, not everybody realizes that it stands for Des and David, which is my business partner. Uh, and again, you know, people thinking, well, who are these guys? And then, um, and, and would they be successful without Terence Conrad? And, um, and, you know, we've, uh, well, you know, you can be the judge of that. Um, so I think that we would, you know, we would, that, that's been a big part of uh, what I look back at and think has been one of the most exciting times of my life. For more on D&D restaurants, go to dndlondon.com. And for more interviews, features and breaking news, it's always a good idea to make our business pages at the Evening Standard a go-to destination. We're in the newspaper or go to standard.co.uk forward slash business. We've got another invitation to meet next week. I'll see you then. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.